This is the Circle City News with Sarah Jury. Listen or watch us on Facebook, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and other places that play fine podcasts. Or visit our blog at circlecitynews.org. Is sponsored by the law office of Mark Nicholson. So I just wanted to always say thank you to Mark for giving us this platform and opportunity to have a podcast that inspires people and promotes positivity. And of course, brings on the hottest OnlyFans models, just like my friend here, Nicole. Hello, Nicole. How are you? Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited about all the things we're going to talk about today. Me too, because I got to meet Nicole Mitchell on the Dr. Phil show. And the Dr. Phil show had on former teachers who are now OnlyFans models. And so that was how our paths crossed. But um, I really feel like that trip out to L.A. was not so much to be on the Dr. Phil show, but for my life to cross paths with yours because it has been such a blessing to become your friend and hear your story. And you're such a role model for me that I am so honored to have you on this podcast so that you can share your story with other people and help them open their minds and hearts to what is possible for their lives because you weren't always a million dollar OnlyFans model, were you? Right, correct. I was not. You were not. Do you want to kind of give some background as to who you are and where you came from and uh, how you got to this beautiful and awesome, uh, empowering space in your life? Absolutely. I loved how you shared how, you know, we met on the Dr. Phil show, which was amazing opportunity and incredible, but how you feel there was like a different or deeper reason for it. Right. And one of those being that our paths cross, it's so interesting. These junctions that happen in our lives that we think we're going for one thing and something completely different is born from it. And I feel like that kind of captures my story, right? I grew up very religious and conservative and uh, reached the pinnacle when I joined the preaching team at my church. I'm like, I I'm a leader, I'm a pastor, I'm making a difference. Um, and then through a series of events, right, kind of started questioning my faith and eventually walked away from it all in 2017. And I walked away from it all to kind of discover who I really am had no idea that I would be led to OnlyFans, become one of their top creators and be the happiest and the wealthiest I've ever been. Yes. And so you have also been in the media around the world. And a lot of those headlines are from pastor to stripper. And you know, it really triggers people. It stirs something up inside them. But I know that you are more than just that headline. And uh, what have you really learned about yourself from um, moving in that space to being very religious and even being a pastor to now being an OnlyFans model? Um, what kind of lessons have you learned and what kind of freedom have you discovered along the way? Oh my gosh, so much, right? I so think, much. you know, I love that. Yes, I love that headline because it's very catching, right? It like, catches your attention. It causes you to kind of pause and stop and be like, wait, what? And I love that. And yet, like you said, we are so multifaceted. We are more multifaceted than any one statement could ever capture. And that's kind of the whole point, right? Like we share these stories of ours. We share these headlines. We come up with these catchy phrases, not to try to encompass all of who we are because that's impossible, but just to get our foot in the door. Because once our foot's in the door, we have an opportunity to share more and expand upon the things we really care about. So I am so thrilled to be an OnlyFans creator. It is absolutely changed the quality of life for me and my three children. And I know I'm so much more than that, right? And as you and I have talked before, right, there's a, a misunderstanding, um, misconception of what it means to be an OnlyFans creator. We are often assumed yeah. to have daddy issues, to have sexual trauma, to be acting out, having a midlife crisis. Like we've heard it all and we can laugh at it now because we know the truth. We know yeah. that for 
for me, this is a, an actual practice of embodiment and expression. This is me intentionally taking up space and loving my body publicly, doing adult things with consent that I enjoy doing, right? But even yeah. with all of that, I'm still more than that. I'm a mom. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a CEO. I'm a friend. I'm a lover. Like I'm all these things. And that's what I wish for every human and especially women to experience the right yes. like, state in the ground. Be who you want, do what you want, like go viral, be sensational, ruffle those feathers, rock that boat, like do you boo, all the while knowing you're so much more. And as you and I have both experienced, we've been plastered all of their news, some good, some bad. And I know none of that determines who I am. I determine yeah. who I am. That That is so correct. And, uh, you know, I feel like one of the, things that you said on the Dr. Phil show that really struck me was this idea that OnlyFans has opened up virtual sex work to the majority of women. Anyone can kind of step into this arena. And so now uh, the OnlyFans model is neighbor, teacher, friend. And I remember you saying that you really liked that, um, disassociation that people kind of have uh when they find out that you're an OnlyFans model. I love providing cognitive dissonance. I love it because it makes you pause and hopefully like rethink your beliefs, right? Like I live in Southern California. I live in one of the most conservative counties here and I look like your average suburban mom and I have, you know, my, our kids have play dates with each other and we're, we're I'm friends with moms in the neighborhood and they probably think I'm very similar with them. And then when they find out what I do for work um, and the nature of my work, it, it, it causes that. It causes this cognitive distance of like, wait a second. I thought those people had issues. I thought those people were like really messed up human beings. I thought those people were bad parents, but now they're spending time with someone they call their friend. They see that I'm a good mom yeah. and they have to recalibrate their understanding of either a sex worker or an OnlyFans creator. And I think that's, and that's why I'm so public with my story is if I can help normalize this work, I think yeah. we'll face the stigma, we'll get more rights, we'll be safer in this work. And I know that for yeah. you and me, right? We do all our work online. We have a lot of privilege and we have a lot of safety that in-person sex yeah. workers do not have. And so I think by normalizing sex work and having this conversation and showing that we are your average person, yeah. hopefully that'll help people treat all sex workers, all content creators with the respect and the safety and the dignity that they deserve. And you're right. Yes. OnlyFans has given to more people, right? To like women like you yeah. and me, to queer people yeah. and allowing them to do whatever they want with their bodies, learn how to monetize it, improve the quality, the quality of their life. Like to me, it is such a beautiful, positive thing. It obviously can be used for unhealthy, harmful things, but for the people you and I are friends with and the spaces we run in, it's been a really healing, beautiful gift. And I just wish more people realize that. And if people are interested in trying it, they would let themselves do that. Yes, I agree. And I think that even having these conversations like this really opens the door up for other people who say, hey, maybe we should start an OnlyFans page. Let's try it out. Um, I love that idea of being virtual because it does give that safety net for healing sexual trauma, exploring kinks, testing things out um, that you may or may not be ready or wanting to do in real life. But again, I agree with you. I feel like having these conversations around sex work and sort of normalizing it allows women to be empowered with their bodies, be empowered with their sexuality, and hopefully pave the way for legitimizing and even legalizing sex work in the future so that all women can be safe and protected uh, doing this work. Um, <clears throat> and be able to monetize that sexualization that women are going to endure no matter what. <laughs> yeah, we're being sexualized all the time anyway. We might as well make money while we're at it. Like if for those of us who want it and choose it, we absolutely should get paid for it. Yeah, so 100%, it is there. And one of the 
um, most beautiful gifts that I have received was actually doing one of your coaching programs. So not only are you on OnlyFans, but you also have this beautiful coaching program for other other models that are on OnlyFans. So I got to go through that process. And I loved that not only did you talk about all of the practical things on the OnlyFans platform, helping and enc encouraging women so that they can uh, get their page up and thriving. But one of the real points that you talk about are all the energetics that you need to learn and work through when you are doing this type of work. Why are the energetics around sex work so important? It's so much more than just posting a sexy photo online, as a lot of people accuse us of. Like, oh, it's so easy to make money just being posting naked photos of yourself. And I always want to quick back, and I usually don't respond to them, but I always want to say, try it, buddy. You try to make a living <laughs> off posting naked photos yourself online. Good luck with that, honey. Right? It's not as simple as that. We know lots of women who do it and who don't make a lot of money. And as we talked, or Dr. Phil mentioned on our episode, right? The average content creator makes, I think he said $500 a month, right? On OnlyFans. It's like, it's a lot harder than people realize. So what do you do? For example, when you post a sexy photo on all the paperwork, yeah. you're, you're, you're required to attend these meetings and personal, uh, continuing ed and personal development. It was, so much. I remember thinking, how the heck am I going to do this when I have children? Right. And then part of my story is, Oh, are you there? Oh, sorry. Your camera's here. Um, part yeah. of my story is, you know, I was, my family and I were on food stamps for eight years. Being poor is yeah. exhausting. Being poor is very expensive and being poor takes away your ability to be present with your children. And so that's one of the the catalyst for me becoming wealthy is like, I'm so sick of being poor. I have got to figure out yeah. wealth energetics once and for all, because I wanted to be present and, and connected to my kids and be that mom and be able to do this, right? Like be successful yeah. in the midst of having a family and a home. Like this is, I'm living my dream life. Yes. And like you said, it really does go back to the programming that we have grown up with. And I think for myself in this experience, joining the OnlyFans platform, there's been a lot of uh, need to deconstruct different programs around shame around my body, shame around my sexuality, shame around pleasure and sex, and even uh, the energetics of a poverty mindset that so many of us are raised in this culture of scarcity and there's never enough. And, you know, especially if you grew up or you've survived through poverty, uh, those uh, poverty and scarcity messages really uh, get pushed down into your uh, subconscious and you start uh, projecting more pro poverty for yourself because of these beliefs that you may not even realize you're holding. I have a perfect, perfect example of that. So I've actively been healing my relationship with money, right? And it's allowed me to go from food stamps to seven figures. And as you know, I just got back from a trip to Texas for a photo shoot and I flew down Thursday, just flew back today on a Saturday. And the day I'm, I'm literally walking out my front door to catch my cab, to go to the airport. And I find out, you know, my flight's been so delayed that I was already going to miss my connecting flight. So I had decided in that moment to cancel my original plane tickets and buy a new ticket with a different airline so I could still make it down in time to make it for my shoot. And I had a moment where my old money stories were triggered of how financially irresponsible it is to buy a plane ticket day of. And I could feel the old panic and the old lack start to crop up. Like, this is not a financially responsible move, Nicole. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, there has to be a cheaper option. And I had to pause and breathe and remind myself of what is true about money, that money is unlimited, that money always comes back to me multiplied. There is no such thing as a waste of money or loss of money. Abundance is here. Abundance is all that I am, all is well. And I had to intentionally do that, get grounded, and then I bought that plane ticket. And this is someone who's been make, making multiple six figures a year for two and a half years now. Like it's 
I've been in it long enough and I still have old money triggers. So you're right. Like when you're raised or have a long experience with poverty, with struggle, with lack, it does get embedded in you. And we have to actively heal those or it will start calling the shots for us, which will keep us in a cycle of lack. Yes, it's so true. And that's why I've been really big in affirmations the last few years. But it's like when you start to get those thoughts and then they start to kind of a domino. I remember even yesterday I had to get my notes out and just start writing things that are true, which is I am safe. My future is, you know, beautiful. It's already been planned out. I'm a money magnet. And I was just watching your reel and you were talking about how every decision that you make is a good money-making decision and that the money is either gonna come back to you right away or it's gonna come uh it's a money-making decision that's gonna make its way back in the future to you but i loved that mindset that there really is no way of um, making a mistake because it's all gonna be abundant and every decision is a money-making decision <laughs> Yes. Like, and this is like, this ties back beautifully to your question earlier before the doorbell interrupted us of like, this is the energetics. So whether it's the energetics of money or the energetics of OnlyFans, this is where the real power lies. Yeah. Because if you post sexy photos of yourself on OnlyFans and you're not getting bites and you're not getting subscribers and you're not getting paid, this is when the real work begins. It's easy to post photos when you're making money. But what do you do when you're not making money, when you're not getting the likes, when you're not getting the subscribers engagement? This is when 99.9% .9 of potential OnlyFans creators quit. But for those of us who want to do this, who love to do this, who have a long-term vision for us, we don't let that stop us. So long before I became lucrative on OnlyFans, I didn't make much money at all. And yet I still kept showing up and I still kept posting because it was for me. For me, it wasn't a quick buck. For me, it was like, this is a place for me to practice self-expression. Even if no one subscribes, yeah. no one looks, no one likes, this is Nicole Mitchell intentionally practicing, taking up space, feeling sexy and letting myself be seen. And thank God, because eventually, you know, over a, a year later, when my story went viral, I had a, an oasis of photos and videos for fans to enjoy once they subscribed. And I had grounded myself and become st strong and confident myself enough that when the onslaught of subscribers came, I could withstand it. And I didn't freak out and shut down. I've seen that happen when you get a lot of press, you can handle it or you can't. And because I'd done the energetics long enough, I could handle it. And so whenever you're facing any situation as a life coach, my first thing to dive into is the energetics. Because if we are solid on the energetics, you're solid everywhere else. Yes, and I think that's the interesting thing is just all of these layers, especially for women, um, you know, to really discover. And I love you have a course um, all about being free and being sexy. And that's a whole new thing where you're really reclaiming your body. And like you said, taking up space and feeling beautiful. And, um, you know, I think as women, we've been conditioned to believe that sex is wrong or wanting to have sex is wrong. And there's, you know, the um, myriad of derogatory terms for women who are sexual or promiscuous. And these are real programs that women have to work through so that they can reclaim their body and their ability to have sexual pleasure and to really be in it and i feel like so many women aren't they've sort of had to disassociate from sex or the pleasure of sex because you've been told to suppress and repress it really since you're you were a young woman yeah. And this is why I love coaching because when I first started this years ago, there wasn't a community and I was, it was just me and my life coach trying to figure it out. And I, I was so hungry for other women and other models and other creators who were also wanting to take up space and do it a very, in a heart centered way. Cause there's lots of people yeah. who do it for all kinds of other reasons, but I was looking for a very particular group of people. And this is why we connected, right? Cause we're very heart led yeah. individuals and we want to do it in community. And so instead of trying to look for the community and I couldn't find it, I created a community. And so I started yeah. teaching my digital courses 
mindset. I have my OnlyFans training. I have, you know, become an Instagram model. I have my signature embodiment program, Sexy and Free, because I want every human and especially women to feel so held and supported in this very sacred, holy, but also pretty hard path. It's beautiful, yes. but it's not for the faint of heart. Yeah, no, no healing work really is. I feel like it's all that shadow work that, um, <laughs> you know, the healing sounds so great, but man, to get through it, you have to open some wounds up and really dive into the pain. And uh, a lot of the um, beliefs that you're holding about yourself to be true and about the world. Um, and that's why I think you are such uh the a wonderful coach for women because you know i think of this too like when you're at the gym and you want your body to look a certain way you have to seek out people that have are living the lifestyle that you want to live and they're already in the habits they're in the lifestyle that you aspire to and that's why I think, you know, having you as a coach is so beautiful for women because you've done the work. And so you can hold that space and hold people's hands through that work and that journey. Um, and even with the millionaire mindset, to be a millionaire, you have to be around millionaires and you have to find people that are already there because they figured it out and they're there to share with you how they got there right like if you want to stay in poverty you, you can hang around all the people that are still complaining about money and or you can hang around and talk with the millionaires that can mentor you to your dreams and where you want to go so I already know that, that I'm going to be taking your your uh, coaching around money energetics because I know for me uh, that is the next mindset that I'm ready to face and uh, work through all of my money issues. Yes, I love that, and that I you know if I, I mean, there's always so much advice and su coaching support I can give to people, but typically my number one piece of advice, well, my first one is always trust yourself. Because we women have been taught to not trust our desires and our bodies and our pleasure. So always trust yourself. And then in addition to that, hire the person who has what you want has been my yes. biggest key to where I am. Because you're right. When I was on food stamps, I had no idea how to make a million dollars, much less six figures. Right? And so, like, I had to surround myself with people. So I always say, hire the person who has what you want. And if you do not have the yes. money to hire them saturate yourself in all their free content. This is why I post every single day on my social media that I have YouTube videos of my teachings and med meditations. Like if you can't afford my courses or you can't afford my one-on-one, then soak up all the free resources. There are a ton out there. And then as you start making more money, then you can consider hiring someone. But that has saved me so many headaches and so many potential mistakes because someone was able to guide me through things so I could get there smoother and more quickly. And that has been worth every dollar I've spent on getting where I am today. Yes, I love that. And even I was, you know, on your story and, and listening to all of those things because it's almost like I need to feed my mind and rewrite my own new story around money and what's capable, um, what I'm capable of. And money is just energy essentially, right? So if you get the energetics right, eventually you're going to be in alignment for, with money and making money is going to be, is so easy. You know, making money is so easy. Everybody wants to just give money to you. And um, they, and I think too, like, when you do the work and you show up in such brave, unauthentic ways, you get rewarded. You know, you get rewarded with the friendships and the love and the money um, and the peace and the happiness and the healing. And that that's really everyone's divine birthright to get it all. Yes. And it's, it's walking this path of duality because you're right. Me doing this work has brought the most beautiful love, the most incredible opportunities, the most 
respectful diehard fans, like the most money I've ever made. And the flip side of that is I've lost people and I've navigated really hard conversations and I've had to navigate hard conflict, like both and. And I think if we're able to walk with duality, you can handle anything. You can handle anything. And so part of it is like, yes, I want every content creator who desires to be successful to be massively successful, make a crap ton of money, have the impact, have the influence, have the fame, have whatever you want and have the tenacity, the integrity, the grit, the the strength to handle the flip side that comes with that. And I don't think we talk about that enough. And I feel like, you know, the conversations you and I have is like, this is what makes us so authentic is we can celebrate the highs and we know how to navigate the lows. Right? We're grateful for the good and we work through the hard. Like we are willing to walk through both because we know what's on the other side is worth it. Yes. And uh, the other thing I love is that not only is it worth it for you individually, but when you get to that, you want it for everybody. You want that healing, I think, especially for every woman, but for every person to be able to show up and do the work that's going to give them the life of their wildest dreams. And, uh, you know, like you said, even now with OnlyFans and being in the news, really for us, it is the duality of standing in our truth, sharing our stories, uh, speaking with integrity, and also taking the brunt of the continued stereotypes of OnlyFans models um, still being in the news and portrayed negatively. Uh, so I think for me, that's why this podcast feels so important because I feel like it's trailblazing that, um, you know, I remembered being on the Dr. Phil show and I, I am so grateful that he let us have our, an opportunity for us to speak and share our stories, but it's, was slanted towards, um, you know, being on OnlyFans is lesser than, um, I think it, the, even the tagline was from saints to sex workers. And so there was still this kind of undertone of not being treated uh, seriously, uh, even on the stage that in a sense we were being portrayed a certain way and it's just not true because I remembered sitting there and I was like these are the most genuine kind uh grounded people that are sitting up here on the stage sharing their stories and I just felt like that did such a disservice because this is really a trailblazing era when women like you and I get a chance to speak up and speak out um, that we got we get to not only trailblaze the path for ourselves and other women but I feel like a whole generation of women that are going to come up after us and hopefully we're going to be able to dispel a lot of these beliefs around uh, OnlyFans mo models and sex workers and what it means to be a whole healthy happy grounded fully functioning woman, um, that you're not just confined to being one thing. You're not just a sexy. You're also a mom. You're also a brilliant um, businesswoman. You're also a, a great friend with deep compassion and empathy for other people. Like this idea that to be a woman means you're only one thing when we can show up fully as every woman. I love that. And that's such a good point you made about the title from saints to sex workers when really it should be saints who are sex workers, right? Cause it's like, yes. we're still, oh, baby, we're still divine. Like we're still saints. Like we're still good. Cause you're right. The yes. implication is that we're sinners yes. we're wrong. We're, we're immoral. We're something when like the truth is like, and this is like what I shared in my intro video on Dr. Phil is like, they keep looking for a negative angle on me when really I'm just a happy, healthy, thriving woman and society doesn't know what to do with that. A woman who is happy and healthy and who chooses to do sex work, like talk about cognitive dissonance. They don't know what to do with it. And so instead of sitting with that and like 
letting that change the story, they like still spin it from saints to sex yeah. workers, from saints to sinners. And like, and so I still, as we both know, we appreciate the platform. We appreciate the press because even yeah. when there's a negative sin, yeah. we're still getting their message out there. And I, and I'm so glad I'm the trailblazing movement for the women who come behind us. And I'm so grateful for the women who trailblaze before us. We have it so yeah. easy compared to all the women who went before us. And it's because these women went before us and these women worked so hard and sacrificed so much that we have so much privilege and power. And it's like, this is us like taking the baton passed to us and being such good stewards of it yeah. so that we can pass it on. And hopefully those women and those content creators and those sex workers have it even way easier and better than we will have it in our lifetime. Yes, 100%. And I love that like saints and sex workers because, you know, the energy of sex really is the energy of creation, right? And it's all energetics. And there is this divine feminine goddess energy that you get to step into. And I feel like somebody had asked me uh, because my story, you know, really it has been interesting because I had to reclaim my body from um, obesity and um, had to learn how to love my body in a, in a totally different way. And um, I feel like that is so true for women. I remember doing um, my very first boudoir shoot and feeling so sexy for the first time in my life, being able to see myself differently and I feel, always feel like women go, they get these boudoir shoots, but then they're told you can't post them. Don't post them publicly because you can't show up as this sexy, fierce, divine woman, right? You need to like just keep it on your phone and, <laughs> you know, and I just feel that that's part of the healing work where you can show up as this sexy, fierce woman and um, be unashamed by it, you know? Yes, I love that. And I, I shared this, as you know, on the Dr. Phil show, but I got edited out in the final um, cut of it. But I said, taking, there's nothing wrong with the taking of a sexy photo. It's the leaking of the sexy photo that's wrong. And that's where we yeah. get it wrong in society, where we attack the woman who took the yeah. sexy photo, not the person who leaked the photo. And so again, yeah. just like, just being aware of how media and society spins things to again, blame the victim, blame yeah. the woman, make the woman responsible for another person's actions, typically men, right? And it's like, we are changing that and saying, uh-uh, as much as you try to spin it that way, what I'm doing is good, holy, and true. And it's anyone who chooses yes. to, you know, leak it, do a smear campaign, they are yes. in the wrong. And it, our, our actions reflect our character. Yes, 100%. And that, that was, um, I felt like at the end of the show, when Dr. Phil had said something about, well, basically, even if you took your photos and put it behind a paywall, it still won't be safe. And I feel like this whole idea and concept of revenge porn, which I was revenge porn, a blogger stole my photos off of OnlyFans and distributed them without my consent, but he received no consequence for it. And I feel like, you know, that, that act of revenge porn is, um, you know, one more way that people or men try to, again, shame a woman's body and shame a woman's sexuality by saying, oh, you're going to post these pictures. Well, I'm going to distribute them and try to shame you for it. Um, I feel like it's, it's one more way to try to weaponize a woman's uh, sexuality against her. And I am not standing for it. Like, this is just not okay. And I almost feel like it's a way to sort of what happened to me, getting fired from my teaching job, getting revenge porn, this cancel culture concept almost is like um, making an example out of me so that other women will be so scared to start an OnlyFans page because they will be afraid that what happened to me would happen to them. 
Um, you know, like I almost feel like that was the example people tried to make out of me. Um, but all it did was make me famous and it's going to make me a millionaire. And it, now it's given me this platform, uh, which is so beautiful because I just believe again that the energy that you put out there is the energy you get back. And I was not doing anything wrong. Um, I think that's important for women on OnlyFans to know that when you are on that platform, it's a consensual adult platform and you are free to express yourself sexually on there if you so choose. I love it. I love to say, yeah, I think confirming people, you know, women's fear of like, is there anything wrong with that? And we're here to say no. And also I, you present like the duality of this. You know, I teach in my OnlyFans training that anything you post on the internet will be leaked. You just have to yeah. treat it as that. That is the nature of the piece. And so if you do not want this content to be leaked, do not post it. But so before I started my OnlyFans, I had to make peace with that. And this is what I was most terrified because, you know, it's behind a paywall and it's a paid subscription. I was so terrified yeah. of my family seeing it, of my old friends seeing it. But I had to make peace with that. That even if this leaks, am I still up for the task? Do I still feel this is right for me? And I still felt that was right for me. That even, and I have my contents leaked all over the internet and so much good from it has good has come from it. Just like you shared, you got your press, yeah. you're, you're on Dr. Phil, you have this, so much good comes with it, but also it's really freaking hard. And if you don't yeah. have support in place, it is enough to take out the average content creator. And so again, another yeah. reason why I mentor and why I coach so that no woman, no person has to navigate this journey alone so that they don't quit something that their heart is calling them to do. Yes. And I think also it shows us how much more work there is to be done just by the mere fact that people leak the content in a way to try to harm you. Um, and that's really wrong because I feel like the majority of it really is women. And there is still the double standard. You have a lot of men who are also making content with women on the OnlyFans platform, but you never hear about the men losing their jobs. You know, there's still that double standard there that if you're the woman on the OnlyFans platform, um, that, you know, if things get leaked, that's your fault and what you were doing was wrong. So, you know, that's why I just feel like having these conversations is so important because, you know, my hope is that um, because of the pain that I went through and the trauma that it really did cause me because I didn't have my OnlyFans page for a year. I had only had it a couple weeks. Uh, before it, my uh, pictures got leaked. And, and I never really had any concept about that. I wasn't even on the platform long enough to get into it. Um, but, you know, these are very real um, situations that you do have to be conscientious of because it can and does happen. But, you know, once it does, you're kind of like, yeah, leak some more, write another article about me because you realize that even if the articles are slanted in a negative way, it's still going to drive fans to your page. And it's really marketing that, that you didn't have to pay for. Absolutely. It's free marketing. And, you know, in, in a patriarchal society and world, women are taught to be obedient. And when women aren't yeah. obedient, they're punished. And that's what you have lived through. That's what I have lived through. And the point yeah. of punishment is to make us small again and to make us obedient again. And we're yes. not doing it. You can punish us, punish us and we will still turn it into our power. You can throw shit at us yeah. and we're going to turn it into gold. You can try to harm us and we're going to turn it into our healing. Like We are the greatest alchemists of our time. We are yes. taking some of the hardest with despicable stuff and we're making it whole, true and pure again. And we're making it safe for other women and other content creators to express themselves. And hopefully through watching us or mentoring with us or walking alongside of us, they learn some tips and tricks. They learn how to develop their grit. They learn how to still walk with grace. They learn how to be tough as nail nails and still tender with love, right? That we can be women of duality. I can be the most gracious, beautiful, breathtaking woman. And I am so tough, baby. 
I can handle so much more than I ever thought possible. And it's because of the hard stuff I've gone through. So it is a gift, but it is hard. And I think that's where like the beauty of these honest conversations of like, it's not as flippant as certain people try to make it of like, oh, you just post naked photos online. This is a whole mind, heart, body, soul experience. It can be really traumatic. It can be really healing. Sometimes it's a little bit of both. And and yet there's still those of us who feel called to this work and who choose this work and deserve all the respect precisely because our work is so intimate and so vulnerable and so beautiful. Yes, 100%. And these really are the discussions. And I think for me, it's so interesting because I remembered when I got my divorce that I had two mantras for myself. It was kind of my deal with God, which was I was going to um, become my most beautiful self and I was going to live my most beautiful life. And if anything fell out of those two things, I knew it just wasn't for me, but it's taken a lot of hard work. I've had to reclaim my body. I had to show up for myself in these big ways as a single mom for the last five years. And um, I feel that um, it was interesting because, you know, I still have some healing work to do around money. I still have some healing work to do around sex. And I remembered thinking that, you know, in part of this journey, living my most beautiful life was that I declared I wanted to be the most healed version of myself. And when I got thrust into all of this, I remembered panicking because my realization was I have to heal my sexual traumas through OnlyFans. And I remembered the pure panic because I remembered thinking, okay, I wanted healing, but I didn't really want to go there, you know, (laughs) but it was almost like God, the universe was like, you said that you wanted to be fully healed. And so that means you can't keep avoiding and neglecting the deepest wounds because the deepest wounds are going to give the deepest healing. And so when I started OnlyFans and for a long time, I was actually celibate. And I still, you know, it have never really liked hookups and I'm still navigating the sex. Um, but I know that on the other side of this, it's going to be sexual healing where I can receive pleasure because I've had issues with receiving sexual pleasure. And so um, I just wanted to mention that for people who are out there because only fans for the content makers and for the fans, because it's a virtual sex platform, it's a platform that really allows a lot of healing around sexual trauma. Not just for me as a woman, but even some of my fans who have shared some of their own sexual trauma as men. And here we are in a virtual uh, context, helping each other manage and heal some of our deepest wounds. So, uh, you know, sometimes people really get triggered with OnlyFans, but it has been my experience that the platform has so many healing capabilities to them um, because everything is consensual. And as a content maker, you get to decide who, when, what, how, why, the pace that you are comfortable doing content. And the fans are there and they watch your journey. And that's part of being a fan on the site is holding the space for someone as they grow and heal in their own sexual energy and sexuality. And so for that, I'm so deeply grateful for my fans who hang around my page and support me because I don't do a a lot of the sexual content that other content makers do um, because I'm still learning and discovering my boundaries and what I feel safe and comfortable with. So I just wanted to share that because that's something I actually haven't told anybody. I haven't spoken those words out loud, but I, yeah, I almost remembered feeling like, oh my God, I have to heal this. 
And here I am. And yeah. had I not gone on that OnlyFans platform and had I not gotten fired from my teaching job, it's very likely that these wounds around sex would have never been explored or healed for me. So, you know, like you said, it's the duality. Sometimes we think our life is falling apart, but it's falling together because on the other side of any trauma, like you said, you are strong enough to alchemize it, to turn it into something beautiful. That is your divine birthright to be healed and whole and grounded and sexual and soulful and joyful and rich and abundant and all the things. Yes. All the things. I love that. And I totally agree. That's the, that's been the case for my fans and me as well. It's been incredibly healing for so many of my fans. It's been incredibly healing for me. It's been incredibly healing for my core students and clients. Like OnlyFans, OnlyFans platform at the end of the day, it's just neutral. It's just like any other platform. It can be used for yes. good or for bad. And this is why the it. magic that is there is the magic that you are. And if you're coming with this beautiful, pure intention, if you're coming to like find sexual healing, to connect with others, to practice the art of receiving pleasure, to practice the art of giving pleasure, like how can that not be a good thing? Whether you're doing that on a platform, you're doing that in person, you're doing it on a date, you're doing it with your spouse, you're doing it with a friend. Like there's yes. all kinds of vehicles and modalities for healing, but like, this is just one of them. And it's just like, yes. And it, it's not bad or wrong or moral. It's just a neutral platform. And if you're coming yes. at it from this pure heart, honey, it's good. You're good. Yes. It's all good. It's all good. Like you said, and uh, there is a lot of good to it. I just, I really feel like it's the, one of the most empowering sites for women out there um, because uh, it allows you to be your own boss and to, pursue a financial stability uh, for your life and your family that other means of income just don't compare. I'll ne I would have never had the potential to make the money as a teacher that I can make as an OnlyFans content maker. And on OnlyFans, uh, some people think that you're only showing up as your sexy self, but you're showing up as your whole self, your heart, your soul, your vulnerability, and your sexiness. So you get to show up completely as this uh, whole person, not just one sliver of a person. Sometimes I think people have the wrong idea of that. But on OnlyFans, your fans love seeing and learning the real you, the messy you, the silly you, the, the, the you that tries to be sexy and it fails, you know. <laughs> Yes. You get to bring your full self, baby. And if you just want to bring your slutty side, bring just your slutty side. If you want to bring your whole self, bring your whole self. Like the whole point, the whole point of the platform yes. is to be it you. Is. And that's the whole point of life, right? You've got yes. one life. Let it be the most authentic, true, beautiful, rich, gorgeous, sexy, fun, playful, badass life you can make it to be. Whatever platform you're on, wherever you freaking live, whatever you do, let it be the juiciest, most beautiful life you can have. Oh, yes. And I feel like the only people that sh judge you for showing up in such a big, brilliant way, you know, the people are, that are like, who does she think she is, are the people that are living in fear and they're afraid of stepping into that life for themselves because, you know, we're all afraid of the judgment of others or what other people are going to think. but you're going to experience that judgment. Even if you play small, there's no winning because you get to be the meter stick. You get to decide what's good for you and you get to decide what is right for you. And you don't get to give your power away to other people. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, that's it. I feel like, uh, you know, I, I love your headline from pastor to stripper, but uh, even for me, teacher to OnlyFans uh, uh, model and OnlyFans star, but the truth is like, I'm still a teacher. My platform is just bigger and different now. You're still, uh, you're still the pastor. Your platform is just different and bigger now. It didn't make us less. It just opened our our horizon and allowed us to reach so many more people than we would have been confined to in the buildings that we were in 
Amen and amen. Oh my God. Mwah. Chef's kiss to that statement. It just opened us up to more. We're still who we really are. Teachers at heart, pastors at heart, good yes. people at heart. We just opened up yes. to reaching more people with our heart and our Yes, I loved it. And that was why I was just so excited when you said that you would come on to the podcast since this is a new endeavor for me and I feel so grateful to have it. But I already knew what my mission was, which was deconstructing the stereotypes of OnlyFans models because I know myself and I know you and I know these other brilliant, beautiful, healed, whole, grounded, sexy, soulful women and it just did not sit right in my soul that people were trying to uh, categorize them as only one thing or put them in this category that there was something bad about them. Uh, so I just feel so honored and thankful because I knew our conversation was going to be holy and true and very brave and vulnerable, but so needed that the right ears and the right hearts are going to hear this podcast and it's going to move them and they're going to find you and they're going to get coaching from you. Uh, where can they find you um, if they said, yes, I want to show up as my sexiest, richest, uh, most brilliant self, but I need a little bit of help. How can they get in touch with you for coaching or even to join your OnlyFans page and see all of your explicit content? Yes. Um, probably the best place is my website, NicoleMitchell.com. Nicole is spelled with a K and I K O L E. I'm on every platform. I'm the, but I'm the most active on Facebook, Instagram, and OnlyFans. And I'd love to have you come say hi. Yes, that's awesome. And we will also link your picture and your bio and all of those links for our listeners so that we'll make it easy to find you. But um, it's it's an honor. It's a blessing to call you uh, my friend and my mentor. And I remembered uh, going out to your house in L.A. and I told you that you, by doing this work and showing out for yourself in such a big, beautiful, bold way, you get to be driftwood for so many other people that say, I want that life too. And I remember sitting in your hot tub, just thinking to myself, like, this is going to be me. And I'm going to be inviting you to my hot tub someday, because I truly believe that, um, you know, the universe isn't going to show me something that isn't for me too. And, uh, you know, in that sense, it allows us to, uh, use any sense of jealousy as an indicator of what we really want for our own lives, right? That it's just showing us like, I want that too. That's the life that I want. And I want to live this big, brilliant uh, life and be uncensored in every single way because it's all fleeting and we're only humans for a short time. So why wouldn't we try to live our sexiest, most fun, brilliant lives, get to travel, get to enjoy everything? Because I believe that's really why we're here. And this whole idea around sex and being a sexual being should be one of our most delicious pleasures in our human bodies. Like we get to experience it one time being on earth and so it's okay to remove the shame. Uh, it's okay to remove those ideas of what we've been told and to go out and start exploring and um, receiving all the joy and all the pleasure and all the love that you deserve. Amen. What a beautiful way to wrap it up. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sarah. That's it. Thank you, Nicole. I appreciate you. I'm going to go ahead and click stop. You can hang out here for just a second and then I will say goodbye.